Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Paxahow Radio, Episode 5, with our guest, Chuck Daniels. Chuck, great to have you here. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, you've had quite a busy year so far. You just got back from Europe, um, and you were doing some gigs over there. You were in Berlin. I'm sorry, you were in Berlin recently? Uh, yeah, it started off in the UK in uh, Halifax and Leeds, and then I uh, spent some time in Berlin, did four shows there. Okay. And then uh, ended things in London. Nice. Yeah. How were the gigs? Really, really good, actually. A lot of fun. Who did you play with? Um, most of the shows, I was kind of, uh, I guess, the headliner. I did play a really cool show uh, in Berlin at uh, Sisyphus with Ian Pooley and Jamie Anderson. Uh, I played a show with Oliver Dollar. Um, and yeah, most of the shows were kind of uh, featuring me. Okay, great. Yeah. Those are some artists that you've done some work with in the past as well. Yeah. Um, as far as other gigs this year, anything stand out? Um, right before that, I did a little West Coast tour that was really fun. Uh, played in Portland, Seattle, San Diego, L.A. Uh, was really cool. Right before Europe, yeah. What was the best spot on that tour? On that tour? Hmm, tough question. I'd have to say San Diego. It was a lot of fun. Where'd you play there? Uh, I played for Solil. Uh, they do a party there, a monthly party. They do bigger parties. Uh, really cool group of guys. They bring a lot of a lot of DJs. What about any standout gigs in Detroit so far this year? Oh man, Detroit's always such a good time. I mean, you know, any of the any of the parties that obviously packs I was done is always a great time. Um, I did a monthly uh, residency at uh, a spot called Backdoor, which was just amazing. Um, yeah, so there's been some really good shows here. That was an underground weekly party, right? Yeah, yeah, it was really awesome. I got a chance to do a month long, which happened to be five weekends in my month. So uh, I got pretty lucky there. And uh, yeah, it was great. Really good time. Switching gears from some of the DJ world and kind of highlighting some of your work in the label field you've been releasing music on sampled for 11 years uh 2002 so almost 14 years oh wow yeah um how, how did that fit into your history as a as an artist in electronic music uh i mean basically you know i wanted an outlet for my music for some of my friends music we didn't really know what to do with and so yeah i just said hey why don't i start a label and um, you know, it is my label, but you know, it's definitely a family, uh, affair. You know, a few of my good friends are heavily involved. Jason Hodges, um, Dimitri Max, Wally Calerio. So it's kind of a, kind of a family thing. You do a duo with Jason. Yep. We do, uh, together we're Border Patrol. We've done some remixes, played some gigs. Yeah. And you guys are staples on the label as well. For sure. As far as other appearances on the label you've had some pretty incredible remix work done with Derek Carter Mark Farina DJ Dan just to name a few what kind of advice would you give to young label owners on chasing down remix work from their heroes and from legends <laughs> of the game um you know it's not easy um but uh I feel if you know you're doing something cool um, it's always going to be attractive to no matter who. Um, so, you know, believe in what you do, have passion in what you do. And, you know, I think everything else will kind of fall into place. You know, my label definitely didn't start off with remixes from Derek Carter and Mark Farina. So, 
um, you know, uh, it took me a long time to build that. It's pretty clear, like house music is is like in your blood. Yeah. What were some of your earliest influences that led you to where you're at today? Um, I'd have to say Juan Atkins for sure. Um, the Cybertron album with Clear and um, all those tunes really pretty much just locked me in after I heard that. Um, How old were you? I was probably just getting out of high school. I didn't hear that album when it first came out, uh, which I think was in maybe 80, mid to late 80s. Um, I heard a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. Was that the first electronic music from Detroit that you were exposed to? Um, I would probably say it's the first music that I really knew, like, okay, this was Detroit techno. Um, I had been to some parties, I had heard some stuff, but I think that was when I really kind of, you know, knew a little bit more about what it really was. At what point did you decide that this was what you wanted to do with your life? Ooh, um, I would say probably mid nineties. Uh, I started going to a lot of parties. Uh, I was DJing mainstream clubs, um, cabarets, uh, all kinds of, you know, different things. Um, and I just got really tired of mainstream music. I fell in love with electronic and, and underground music. And, and, um, I owned a DJ company with a friend of mine that was doing a lot of different parties and I just was like, I'm done. And yeah, there was no looking back. Any underground parties from the nineties you want to shout out? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, a gigantic influence was Dean, um, in the parties he did the system parties. Uh, I met Dean probably around System 1, System 2, um, became really good friends, and obviously he was a very big influence in, in what I do still today. What about your transition from being a fan of the music and being involved and then to actually being an underground DJ? What year did that really go down? Hmm. Um. You know, those years are a little blurry, Ted, but I would have to say, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think when I really started, you know, kicking things in and really, you know, knew what I wanted to do was probably about 95, Wow, right on. 96. That's when I kind of was like, all right, this is what I want to do. Um, and yeah. So you saw the rise and the fall of the rave scene and (laughs) I did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, uh. Those are interesting years, to say the least, to be formulating your foundation as an artist. And certainly I, I know that that's a, a raw influence with some real Detroit tied in there for sure. Absolutely. Things are a little different now. We have a like a world with social media. I mean, things were barely even email based back then. Yeah. Um, everything was like info lines and map points and phone numbers and you know now we've got social media which is where you know artists really are able to get the word out about their product and about their releases you've been pretty active on there how is how do you find social media has helped revolutionize the game um you know i definitely think it helps it's really easy to get your music out there um even if it's just giving it away for free on stuff like soundcloud um I still don't think it's everything. Um, I, I still see a lot of people who are not very active on social media that uh, have success. Um, so, you know, I say whatever works for you, you know, do that. 
Um, I, for one, you know, especially at the beginning was, was not a fan of social media. Um, you know, and now I do it. Um, and I have to say, I do like a lot of aspects of it, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's everything. I think, you know, at the end of the day, the music speaks for itself. And if you're putting good music out into the world, um, hopefully somebody will hear it. Definitely does help getting the word out though. I'm sure as a label owner and, and, you know, promoting your music to absolutely new audiences. Oh, hundred percent. What about the history you have here in Detroit? How do you think that it has shaped you as an artist and how has it shaped your career? Um, you know, Detroit's a very unique place. There's a lot of good talent here. And I think, um, you know, if you'd probably ask anybody, I would probably bet they would say it keeps them on their toes, at least for me. Um, you know, when you're in a place that's surrounded by good talent, you have to stand out and you have to be passionate and, you know, take what you do seriously. Because um, there's a lot of good talent out here. Um, a lot of good DJs, a lot of good producers. So, yeah, I think it keeps you on your toes a bit. Do you have like a single defining moment in your history in Detroit that is kind of like the, the pinnacle of your expression of, of being from here? Hmm. That's a tough one. I've had a lot of good moments here. Um, I, I would have to say one of my first parties that I actually did on my own in, um, 99 with Derek Carter and Mark Farina was definitely, um, a big turning point for me. I don't know about the pinnacle, but it was definitely a big turning point for me. Uh, you know, definitely came to some realizations after that. What was that? <laughs> I can imagine 99 you said? Mhm. Mm what was the venue? Uh it was on it was at Kirby and St. Antoine. It's now renovated as like condos. Um it was like an old school. Um on the second floor, I just remember me and Mike setting up sound. We carried about a hundred cinder blocks up, you know, a few flights of stairs to build a DJ booth. To build a DJ booth. I'm pretty sure those cinder blocks got left there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was definitely, uh, you know, uh, a turning point, a highlight, something definitely memorable. It's cool to hear about some of your history, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today. Appreciate it. Appreciate having you here. Thanks for having uh, me. So that was, uh, Chuck Daniels on the mic. He'll be on the decks for the next hour and we are live still here on Pax How Radio. Peace. Sweet. <laughs>
back to the ground Don't get me down Don't waste your time So just do it Stop fucking around Stop checking around Don't get me down Don't waste your time So just do it Just do it Just do it Just Do it Do it
show if you are in detroit this weekend you can catch kenny glasgow at the marble bar on friday night and you can catch benjamin damage at tv lounge on saturday head to paxhow.com for information on the rest of our upcoming events peace